Welcome. I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Matthew. Today is episode 833, and we're looking at Matthew chapter 24, verses 4 through 14. Let's read our passage. Jesus replied to them, Watch out that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Messiah, and they will deceive many. You're going to hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed, because these things must take place, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise up against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these events are the beginning of labor pains. Then they will hand you over to be persecuted, and they will kill you. You will be hated by all nations because of my name. Then many will fall away, betray one another, and hate one another. Many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. Because lawlessness will multiply, the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. This good news of the kingdom will be proclaimed in all the world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. This is the gospel according to Matthew. Matthew is writing this gospel, this account of the ministry of Jesus, to convince people that Jesus is the Messiah. We're in the section where Jesus is in Jerusalem. This is the last week of his life. He's been dealing with the religious leaders. And he's beginning this final discourse. Matthew has these five discourses, these extended teaching segments. And this is the fifth one, the last. And it's the Discourse on the Future, also known as the Olivet Discourse, because it takes place on the Mount of Olives. It's essentially all of chapter 24 and chapter 25. Began with the question from the disciples. They ask, when will these things happen? What will be the sign of your coming in the end of the age? That's after Jesus predicted the destruction of the temple. And this is the beginning of his answer. Verse 4, Jesus replied to them, watch out that no one deceives you. So it's a warning that there will be people looking to deceive them. And that's uh, something that is always going on. Verse 5, For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Messiah, and they will deceive many. So there's going to be an issue of false religion. People claiming things that aren't true. Back to the warning, be careful that no one deceives you. Just because somebody says it's true doesn't make it true. Well, what makes us believe that Jesus is the Messiah? Well, that little thing that he rose from the dead, that was considered significant. And so if someone says that a Messiah and then is executed on a cross and rises from the dead three days later, you can probably take their word for it that they're the Messiah. But he says many will be deceived. Verse 6, you're going to hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed because these things must take place, but the end is not yet. Well, there are always wars and rumors of wars. This is part of normal life on planet Earth, that there are always wars. And so, particularly when there's widespread conflict or extended conflict, people want to draw conclusions about end times from that. No, these things do not mean that. Verse 7, For nation will rise up against nation, kingdom against kingdom, There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these events are the beginning of labor pains. So there will be wars. There will be conflict. There will be natural disasters. 
famines and earthquakes. But he says these are the beginning of labor pains. Labor pains is the Old Testament term often used by many of the prophets to describe the events leading up to the coming of the Messiah. What Jesus is saying here is all these things are not the coming of the Messiah. All these false prophets, false messiahs, wars and rumors of wars and natural disasters, that's just stuff that happens. Verse 9, then they will hand you over to be persecuted and they will kill you. You'll be hated by all nations because of my name. So now he's talking about Christians. What's going to happen in the Christian community? There will be persecution of the Christians. And you'll be hated by all nations because of my name. So it'll be pretty universal persecution. And we've seen that all along. There's always been persecution of Christians. Verse 10, then many will fall away, betray one another, and hate one another. Many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. So this is talking about within the Christian community. And I use Christians basically with a air quotes because these are people proving they're really probably not true believers, true followers of Christ, but they carry that label. And so many are going to fall away. They're going to leave the faith because it gets too hard because of the persecution, because of the false prophets, because of one thing or another, but many people will fall away from the faith. And there will be this idea of hating one another, of a loss of concern for one another. Verse 11, many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. So we're seeing trouble within the Christian community. Now, is this a new phenomenon? No, it's been going on from the beginning. It continues. Verse 12, because lawlessness will multiply, the love of many will grow cold. This is alleged Christians, again, I use the air quotes, who their love grows cold. They don't care about other people. Then verse 13, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. That almost sounds like a works salvation. You have to work your way to salvation. Now, that's a common theme you see in the Bible. The idea that the proof of those who truly have faith is those who persevere to the end. So it's not that you earn salvation by persevering to the end. It's the ones who persevere. That's the proof that that person really was saved. Then verse 14, this good news of the kingdom will be proclaimed in all the world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. So this is actually a bit of hope that the gospel will be proclaimed throughout the world. There's nuances. What does this really mean? We can be careful we don't apply our meaning to these words like the world. What does he mean by the world? He could be meaning the Greek world, the Roman Empire, the inhabited earth. Or it could be meaning the entire world and nations. Uh, the, the Greek word is ethne, which means peoples, which it could mean tribe, essentially, or ethnic group. In the missionary world, we often use ethne to describe to people groups. And so it's hard to exactly say what this means here. Does this mean every nation that is part of the United Nations, there will be an evangelistic movement? Maybe, maybe not. The big idea being that the gospel will be spread far and wide. And then the end will come. 
Now, some think this means we got to hurry up and spread the gospel so that the end will come. It's not causative here. It's not that the evangelism worldwide causes the end to come. He's just saying that's something that happens before the end comes. Now, what's the takeaway for all this? Well, the takeaway is bad things are going to happen. Bad things do happen and will continue to happen. But that's not really an indication of the end to come. And bad things are going to happen within the Christian community. And that's not indicative of the end coming. And even what's he mean by the end will come? Something verse 14 means the destruction of the temple. Because that was part of the question. When are these things going to happen? The destruction of the temple. What's the sign of your coming and the end of the age? So is he talking about the destruction of the temple here? Or is he talking about the final judgment of the world? So we be careful we don't try and make a detailed map of this, but understand his thrust here is not to give a map. His thrust here is to say there's going to be a lot of bad things going on for a long time, and your takeaway from this is not to draw a time sequence for the end times. Is Your call is to endure. Endure through these bad times because you don't know when the end will come. So your mission is to endure and continue to spread the gospel message throughout the world. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Matthew.